It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz put out maybe their best offensive night of the season, and the addition of Kyle Korver seems to spark everyone. We'll talk about what they did so well, how they slowed down Kemba Walker, and how they won their second straight on the road. It's coming up on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Postcast is brought to you by, in part, by the store at 6200 South and 20 of East with all your holiday shopping needs, as well as the great June pies. It's a Friday. The June pies are there. I could die for June pie right now. Can we come home? (laughs) Okay, sorry. Um, We'll talk about the win, and I'll stop crying. Uh, Overall, let me just get your perspective on this one before I start interjecting all my opinions. What are your thoughts? Well, one thing I like, you know, we go to a lot of the practices. We go to all the shoot-arounds, and, and we listen. We, we learn. Uh, we know, for the most part, what's going on what they're trying to do and, and when it doesn't work and, and, you know, all of those type of things. And it's just, it's just so great to see a game plan that they put together for one particular team, you know, work especially when it gets off to a good start early in the ballgame. Sometimes it takes a substitution here, a substitution there to, uh, to get things rolling. But tonight, right from the start, it seemed like everything started to roll. Well, and the main thing Quinn has been doing is trying to push on them to push out of misses and accelerate. The offense is 30th in the NBA and points off a live rebound. They really need to pick up on that. Quinn's been really, really trying to get them to do it. It's why Howell Neto has actually gotten a bunch of time because he was doing it better than everyone else. And it's almost as though the way Neto's done it got everyone else's attention because the Jazz ran out of the shoot tonight. Well, it, it, it's amazing how one player can make a difference. And, and uh, you see superstars, uh, you know, we can use LeBron as an example, Anthony Davis and, you know, uh, you know, guys like that. You can use them as an example, but they're special. But when, you know, you have a, a player that doesn't get a lot of time and, and he's playing the way you want him, uh, the coach wants him to play, and then – and, and they come in and, and they make things happen, then that's contagious, it seems like, because uh, he, he did provide that pace and, and that, that that the Jazz were looking for in, in the last ballgame against, against the Nets. And it opened up the offense a great deal. The Jazz had 18 three-pointers tonight, one off their franchise record. Jay Crowder had six. He was six of ten. There's a little bit of a regression to the mean, and the mean is on our side right now. In other words, guys are not – Jay Crowder shooting 29% from three. He's probably a 32-33% three-point shooter. It's He's going to get there at some point. Tonight, tonight that helps him as he goes 6 of 10 
uh, along the way. Uh, other guys didn't have unbelievable nights except for that guy number 26. He went 406 and three. That Kyle Corver guy, as Shane Sell says right now, I think that Corver guy is going to work out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We knew he was going to work out because we know what kind of player he is. We know he can shoot the basketball, and we know this offense. We know what the Jazz are looking for, and, and with the kind of looks that they get. You know, he, he's perfect for, for what Quinn wants to get done. Jazz get up 95 shots tonight. And you remember I, I touched on this the other night with the uh, was the New Jersey, was the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, how they were getting up 90 shots. And there was only a few teams, maybe about 10 in the league, that was doing just that. And the Jazz was able to get up 95 tonight. Jazz get a brilliant night from Donovan Mitchell. We should not just scuff off 30.6 rebounds, six assist nights. What did you see out of Donovan? Tonight? Well, he, he attacked. Uh, I think I thought he did a little bit of everything. He knocked down a, a three. No, he knocked down two threes. But he was attacking, and then he knocked down the mid-range jump shot. He got up 22 shots, and I really think that that's about right. The number of shots that he should be getting up per game, you know, 20, 22, 23 shots a game. And the guy that really maybe dominated this game more than anyone was Rudy. They did not have the personnel to handle him. Uh, Cody Zeller went out of the game with a rib contusion. He's the closest they have. I don't think he could handle him. They tried to play Kaminsky. They tried to play Marvin Williams at the five because they're short guys, don't have other guys there. And that's where, if you're a star, you have to abuse them. And Rudy abused them tonight. He, he really did. The game plan was as, as uh, the coach, what's his last name? Borrega. Yeah, Borrega said that they wanted to move Rudy around. Uh, they wanted to, and they want to be selective when they attacked him. Now, as far as attacking them, I thought Kimball did a pretty good job of attacking him and getting on, on the legs and then shooting away from him and, and you know, those, that type of thing. But for the most part, um, they didn't, uh, th their game plan as far as moving him around didn't really work. The Jazz did something interesting on Kemba tonight. They brought, at least, and I, you'll have to tell me if I got shoot around wrong today, but Kemba's shooting about 55, 60% on the mid range mm -hmm. right now. And, that's where he's getting his rhythm. And they never let him get that mid-range shot tonight. It's a weird thing in this day they should take away the mid-range. And actually, the Hornets ended up hitting a remarkably high rate of mid-range shots. But Kemba specifically, when he came off the pick and roll tonight, Rudy was up on him and took that shot away, which forced the only thing for Kemba to do was to try to drive into Rudy. Well, Kemba's not a great rim finisher. He's only 49% at the rim this year. So when he got in on the rim, he's not as comfortable there. That's not as good a shot for him as it is for him to pull from 15, and the Jazz took away that 15-18 pull-up. And the way they did that, and you're absolutely right, if you remember in shoot-around, they were talked about when he come off the pick and roll as far as that mid-range, they wanted Rudy to release slowly. They didn't want him to, you know, just release quickly so they can protect the basket or double team or I mean, or switch. They wanted him to release slowly with hands up and then let the defense catch up, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, there were signs when they uh, they cleared out the side and Kimba was able to get all the way to the basket. But releasing slowly kept Kimba from pulling up and trying to shoot that little 14 foot. And Kimba made some shots because he's brilliant. But he's you good. could tell Kimba didn't like those shots at all or feel very comfortable. All right. Uh, one question just came in, why didn't Dante Exum play tonight? I think Quinn just shrunk down the rotation a little bit. He really kind of only played nine guys tonight. Neto has taken the backup uh, point guard position. Dante in the last 10 games is shooting 32% from the field and 23% from three. And and, and I, until Dante can get some of those things right or Neto's not playing as well, I think I think for the time being it seems as though maybe Dante's out of the rotation. He just needs to work on his game. He's always been a worker, so I'm sure he'll get at it. And and maybe he's going to find with the way this roster turns that there's a different spot for him than backup point guard to find minutes. Maybe he becomes the 
the Andre Robertson defensive, Trevor Reza type defensive stopper for this team at some yeah, point. Yeah, I'm thinking that as, as well. You know, at six foot six, you know, it's just a possibility that he turns out to be uh, maybe a three. Um, and because he's a, he's a very good defensive player, I, I think he moves his feet well. He stays in front of the of, of the of the offensive player, uh, but maybe the three spot or something like that, or the two spot, you know, where he can get um, looks without putting the ball on the floor because he doesn't shoot off the floor that often. Uh, it, you just have to try him at different positions and see where he's where his strength is. But you know, I think. Since he's been here, we've all took around the impression that he was a point guard and waiting for him to, to develop. And defense to him, you know, because of injuries, he really hasn't had a chance to develop. And we've touched on this many, many times. He's missed that developmental year. He missed two developmental years for the most part. And so. And maybe he's going to, maybe his spot is to be a wing player where he can use that electrifying first step and that great drive to the basket yeah. uh, in a position of strength. And then he, you know, he learns to get that set shot. Uh, down a little bit better than he has right now, but he did not. He did not play tonight. Um, Tabo played three minutes uh, as the Jazz played a little bit of Royce O'Neal at the uh, at the four. There's Royce O'Neal had three points tonight um, in 25 minutes. So we'll see. I mean, maybe over time that's where Dante slides himself back in is in some of those times. All right, Jazz win it tonight, 119 to 111, two straight on the road. Three of our last four. Is that right? Yes, it is. We won in Sacramento. Absolutely. Three of our last four all road wins. All right. Have a good one. Thank you very much for tuning in to Postcast tonight. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.